Welcome, everybody. What's up? Welcome to the CBC Wisdom Hour number 176 for Tuesday, August 16th, 2022. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. I'm Tony Biner coming to you from New Jersey. What's happening? Yes, sir. What's All happening? Right. Happy we're Tuesday. Li- yes, we are live. Indeed, we are. At 7 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock Eastern PM time. If it's not that time equivalent in your time zone, you're watching the replay. But you'll still get uh, enjoyment out of it, even if it's a replay. But you get the wisdom, even if it's not fresh. You'll get the fresh, almost fresh wisdom. Yeah, it's fresh always fresh. Wisdom. It's always fresh picked wisdom. But you know what I mean. This is like right out of the tap, like drinking maple syrup out of the tree, or getting it in the bottle later. It's still just as good. But you know, it's something to be said for. I never drank it out of the tree before, but. Yeah. You know, it sounds good. If you're watching us live, come on in and say hello. Tell us where you're from. We will say hello back. I'm always fascinated to see where in the world we are reaching here on this World Wide Web Internet thingy. Um, Wow, this first comment is not... Do you see that? I do. Okay. Yeah, that's not not a part of the show. But Mike Schulte is, as always... (laughs) He said, my dudes, two of the best heads of hair in the cover band game. I would, I would, I would argue. You know about Steve's hair because he always has a hat on. I know it's here, it's there. I just my hair looks terrible, but I would, I would argue that Tony has the better hair than I do. Thank you. Uh, I just like to let people know because we always put this out as an audio podcast too, and for those who listen, who listen to the audio podcast only, you can catch the video version of it on the Cover Band Central YouTube channel. There is a link in the description. You can click that and check out this and all the other ones we've done, plus all the other broadcasts uh, that we've done uh, for other things. Which is very important because you cannot hear my hair. That's right. That's why. Hear, that's that's what made hear me. How good my hair looks. That's what made me say that. Um, also, uh, so the link in the description. Also, very huge news. Uh, this is uh, the first broadcast we're doing where you, as a viewer, can give stars. Stars are a digital gift uh, to Cover Band Central. You can purchase stars, and they're, uh, one star is an equivalent of one cent. So uh, you can purchase them in packs and give stars during this broadcast. We really do appreciate it. Everything that we do is for free. So anything you can give back really is very helpful. So, so when thanks. you hear the star horn, please donate 100 stars. Thank you. Yes, which would be a dollar. You know, you can get, I, I set a goal for a million stars for August. So we'll see if we can reach that goal. Okay. Uh, that's um, yeah. I mean, that's not that much. Um, and uh, what else was I going to say? Uh, but that's only on the Facebook page. So if you're viewing on YouTube or in the group, go check out the broadcast on the page where you can give stars. If you're watching on the group, make sure you click the link that lets StreamYard show your name so we know who you are. Hey, Steve, can you purchase different kind? Can you purchase gold stars and silver stars? I know. Stars? I think they're just regular. Just regular stars? One type of star. Okay. That's it. Uh, Mike just did, uh, Mike Schulte and Pork Tornadoes just did a show at. Uh, the Field of Dreams uh, baseball game, which was uh, last week, and it was uh, awesome. It was the Reds, and ah, I didn't watch the game, so I, I don't remember who was playing. I, I didn't know, but they did a, a like a, a a show for the the pregame thing, and they were hired based on a YouTube search. Somebody was looking for a band and they found Pork Tornadoes on YouTube and saw that they looked professional and that they, you know, a lot of people at the shows and the band sounded great. So they got hired for that. So that was, that's a pretty cool thing. So you don't know know where you can go as a cover band. You never know. That's right. You could be playing a, a, you know, big stadiums. Provided you put the dedication and the time in like those guys do, you know? Exactly. You promote yourself and... You conduct yourself in a professional manner. Right. I mean, that's that's A plus band right there. Right. Okay. So Shannon is from Massachusetts. What's up, Shannon? Uh, Bob is from Columbus. Says go Bucks. Charles says hello from Texas again. He was wondering if you got to meet Eric Carr. He's a drummer and Eric is his hero. I've never met Eric Carr. I met Eric Carr at a Nam show. Um. Uh, late 90s, I'm going to say. Okay. Eric Carr, uh, those of you who yeah. don't know, was the drummer for Kiss after um, after yes. uh, uh, 
Peter Chris left the band. Yeah. And uh, he did pass away quite a while ago now, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, Mike said, uh, just a heads up, I don't see the stars option. Maybe it's an issue on his end or maybe he didn't enable for some reason. Mike, if you're watching in the group, then you won't see it. Maybe that's the reason. If you're watching on the page, you should see it. Um, but I've had but Mike, other people... certainly Venmo cash or send money is fine too. <laughs> but I've had other people say that too, that some people don't see it and some people do. So I don't know what the deal is with that. But um, that's the only thing I could suggest is go watch it on the Facebook Cover Band Central page. And that's where you should be able to see it. Uh, Jordan is in Augusta, Georgia. Augusta, Georgia. And he says, represented a peculiar music group. I like it. Um, Tiana in Australia and Charles Ray uh, confirmed that Eric Carr passed away on November 24th, 1991. So uh, 30, almost 30 yeah, years. So, oh, over 30 yeah, years ago. So that was late 80s. Right. Oh, good, Mike. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's it, Mike. Thanks. Nice cat on your shoulder there, by the way. I used to have a black. <laughs> I used to have a black cat. Yeah. I loved my black cat. I, he was the coolest. You know, it, it, it's funny you say it too, because it's so hard. You think back, and you're like, "Yeah, it was like 1980 something," and then it's like that's like four, 40 years ago. I know. You know, it seems like, like that's crazy. Wow, it's like unbelievable. You think like you know, I'm thinking like late 90s, early 2000s. No, it was really like like you said, like late 80s. You know, right? But yeah, ninety-one is when Eric passed away. So that's thirty-one years ago. Yeah. Holy yeah. Cow. Holy cow! Yeah, we're we're getting older. We're getting up there, all of us. And that's what Eric, cover band. Eric Singer then took his place after that. Uh, after. Yeah, yeah. I guess it was Eric Singer next. Yeah. yeah. He's been with the band quite a while. Um, but yeah, we're all uh, getting older. I watched um, the uh, there's a thing on Netflix called Trainwreck Woodstock '99. Did you have uh-huh. you seen it? No, I have not. But you're familiar with it? Yeah, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. It's a three part series documentary, and there was a movie on Netflix too that was put out about Woodstock '99. Uh, but this one has interviews with uh, Mike Michael Lang, who was the creator of the original Woodstock, and and of 94 and of 99 as well. And John Schur, who was the promoter for Woodstock mm-hmm. 99. And it was very in-depth, this uh, this uh, documentary series. I watched all three of them in a row. Um, and Facebook user is from Jamaica. Cool. In Jamaica. Love it. I've never been to Jamaica. So what's your, like, synopsis of it without giving it all away? It was, it's, it's very, because I went to Woodstock 99, and I went to Woodstock 94, too, and uh, I would say it's very accurate in the depiction of what it was like there. Um, it's, it's dramatic, you know, if, for those who don't, I mean, this not, I'm not giving anything, it's not a spoiler alert, because it, it's something that happened 23 years ago. Um, wow. So, um <laughs> yeah, wow. And it was all over. It was like, it, th- that was pay-per-view. That was a thing back then. And people yep. were able to watch it. Like MTV was there. And it's it's very dramatic what they show. They show the extremes of things that happened. But that really happened. As far as my experience was concerned, I wasn't really involved in much of those extremes. Um, there was, it was extremely hot on Saturday, the second day. And what they talk about there, it was on a military base, an old military base. And most of the grounds were tarmac or asphalt. You know, Mm -hmm. there wasn't, there wasn't, like Woodstock 94 was in a grassy area. You know, it was all grass. There was no, there was none of that. It was very nice. There were trees everywhere, little streams and stuff. And of course, Woodstock 94, it rained the second day and then there were the mud people. But, you know, that it was still, Woodstock 94 was still a much more pleasant experience because of the location itself. And mm. and the second day, Woodstock 99 was so hot. It was just blazing the hottest day of the year. And when you have no shade and no grass and it's just all asphalt, it's like, 
It's brutal. And they were selling back then. Bacon. It was, yeah. And they were selling bottles of water, you know, the regular small, like 12 ounce, 16 ounce bottles of water for $4. And back then, 23 years ago, that was a lot of money to, to charge for that. Yeah. It still is really, I think. Absolutely. Um, so, so they really did capture that part of it. The fact that it was that hot. Um, I was fortunate where we were, where we got our sent our tent set up because we set it up pretty far from the. That there stage. was a natural spring bubbling up next to your tent, and you just filled your canteens at will. We weren't we weren't that lucky, um, oh. but we we did set up quite a ways from the stage, um, and I I believe it was in a, like a small grassy area that we found because we got there kind of early, and in order to a do that to find, area. to find yeah to find find a good spot. Uh, but there was still, it was still brutally hot. And I remember sitting with my sister-in-law. We found like this little piece of shade. And I remember sitting with her in there. And we were just like so relieved that we could find a little bit of shade for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Um, while my crazy brother was probably out, like out in the heat and drinking and, and whatever. Sure. Um, but... But but the feeling that they talk about there, that how it was the mood, very accurate the way they described it. That was the mood there. It was more much more hostile than it was in obviously in '69 and and in '94 too. So and was that um, because of the lineup of bands they had there, or just uh... hi Pamela? She's in Florida. It, that was definitely a part of it. It was Corn, uh, uh, Rage Against the Machine, Limp Bizkit. Um, it just all these kind of uh, uh, yeah, much well, heavier acts, you know, than yeah traditional years. Yeah, and you know, and and uh, they weren't helping the matter. Like when you see that crowd, when you sh- when you if you watch the documentary and you see that crowd, the the mosh pits and everything, and the way, and I remember this specifically too, and they talk about it in the documentary too. From the stage point of view, I don't remember who it was, but they were talking about where you could see like uh, just a swarm of people, you know, it was packed tight, you know, but you could just see like a swarm of people moving like a whole group, like, like a, you know, in an ocean, just kind of moving. And I remember being stuck in that where it was almost like my feet were off the ground and I couldn't. That that happened to me at Pearl Jam. I told you about that a couple episodes ago. Yeah, where the I, crowd compressed, and all of a sudden, I got pushed like a hundred feet to the side. Yeah, like came I, off the ground, and it was like snapping a towel. And yeah, and it's very scary feeling where you're like, I, I can't control this right now. I can't control my own body where it's going to go. Right. And I, I remember, you know, just quickly getting out of that as soon as I was able to, just and not going back in there. Like, and you could see it from the stage point of view, which I never got to see, and it's it is frightening what you see. Yeah. Um, and then people got just crazy violent. Uh, there was the, uh, rapes and, and uh, uh, looting, just destroying things, almost took the sound tower down. They were just, you could see them all just, just, just taking it apart. Like the, this whole group of guys just kicking the, the, the plywood off and, and trying to, I mean, nuts. And then of course it ended with all the fires and red hot chili peppers just stoking the flame by playing Fire by Jimi Hendrix after there was one fire already. Right. And then you see just all these fires pop up. And it was, we were gone by that point. We, we had left yeah. Sunday, uh, probably late afternoon, early evening we left. Um, so I wasn't there for that, for the fires and stuff. I might've been, it might've been just starting when we were walking out. I don't really remember. It's all a blur that whole weekend for me. But, mm-hmm. uh, but I highly recommend it. Just to see, I mean, it's it's kind of entertaining to watch and to see how it, it's very clear that the organizers, specifically Michael Lang and John Schur, did not take anything into consideration about the people, about the people's experience, what it's going to be like. None whatsoever. All they cared about was making money with it. And he says it right outright. John Schur says it. You know, we want to make money. Um, and they right. never show any concern, and they have press conferences during it, and and they just try to to make it sound all 
flowery and nice and everything to the press when it clearly clearly was not. So, uh, yeah, it's a good. I recommend it. It's called Trainwreck Woodstock '99. It's on Netflix. An um, excellent perspective, Steve, from someone who was there. Yeah, I was. I mean, I could talk all hour about it, but I'm not going to do that. Um, Adam's in uh, San Antonio. What's up, Adam? Thanks for joining. What's happening? Lorraine Kissick in Vegas. And Wichita, Kansas is Jamie. Yep. What's up, um, Jamie? So no playing for me over the last, since last week, since uh, we last spoke. No, no, calls to, no calls to arms for Steve Wichel? Nothing, nothing, nothing. And I'm okay with that. It's coming, I'm don't okay worry. With that. I know. No, I'm not worried. Yeah, I gigged, I gigged on Thursday. Um, okay. Outdoor summer concert series. Another one, you know, people bring their lawn chairs. Outdoor right. gig. Pro sound. Uh, it was awesome. Great gig. A lot of fun. Uh, they already booked us for next year. So it was our, wow. first, time, yeah, our first time playing it. And the lady came right up and said, uh, I'll, I'll be calling you guys, you know, uh, next week on Monday. And I'll, I'll book you guys for next year. There you go. So, that's always so that was, nice. That, that, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's always nice yeah, to, uh, to get a well, guy. It's nice too. when you're in a band and, and you're, you're, you know, you're recognized for your efforts, you know, where it, you, the band sounds good. Like you were saying, like with Mike Schulte and Pork Tornadoes, you know, you're mm-hmm. polished, you're professional, you rehearse, you, you're, you present well. And then it transfers that way. And, you, you know, you select the songs like we always talk about for the gigs that you're going to do. Like we have a summer outdoor gig, uh, you know, set list for, for the outdoor venues because they're all different. They're all different towns. A lot of not a lot of the same people come to every one of them because they're so widespread apart, right? So you have you know your different right. fan bases geographically that'll come out to those parks that are closest to them. Um, and it's, like I said, it's, it's nice to be able to play a gig and then have the promoter who actually there who stopped in to make sure everything was good to go and was you know customarily catches you know a little bit of the band and stuff like that before they move on and you know they actually stayed the entire show, you know the whole three hours and then found us at the end to say wow really had a great time you know definitely going to book you guys for next year so get you on the calendar my band's name is OC5 Orange County 5 out of of Orange County New York most of those guys live so all our gigs are pretty much like you know in that general vicinity but within an hour travel time for me which is great you know and uh, yes and I'm gigging this weekend again up in Lake Apacon, up at Jefferson oh. House on the water. So that'll be another nice gig. The only, the, only, the only brutal part about that is for the first, like, hour, the sun is, it sets right in front of the stage, so it's blazing right on you. Right. Sunglasses for the first set, you know. But then once it goes over the backside okay. of the mountain there, it's beautiful. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, you know, you're wearing sunglasses. You look cool. You're in a rock band. Great venue. Yeah, sunglasses at night. You keep them on till you know till ten o'clock when you're done. I don't know who this is, but they said, "Cool, I'm in New Jersey." Awesome. Come check it's us out. It's Facebook user. Mm-hmm. That'd be funny if somebody showed up and that's exactly what you saw. Is this you know this silhouette? Just a white <laughs> silhouette. Just a white. And you would know. Oh, you would know right away. Hey, sure. Facebook user. Dude, that's yeah. funny you say because my youngest son, Cole, one year for Halloween, went, he had this costume where it was this green. It was completely green. And you, the, 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 the top part pulled over your face and it covered your entire head. But, uh-huh. it was, but you could see through the fabric. Right. And then his whole body was greened out and the sleeves had no hands. So you're, you had dead end hands. It was, it was freaky. And he dressed There's... up like that and he looked like a green guy, green screen guy. Yeah, people use that for green screens, yeah. Yeah, it, when they do uh, reels and stuff. Exactly. So he TikTok used that, and, and uh, so maybe that's what that guy would come up. Come rolling <laughs> up in a completely whited out costume, and just be like, "I'd be like, Facebook user, I got you. I know you." Yeah, yeah. Cover band center. So, yeah, yeah. So Facebook user, if you're going to Tony's show, make sure that's how you look when you get there. Yes, maybe put CBC on your white, so we know. There you go. Put it right on your chest. That's it. No, like real clandestine secret. Like, you know, just like, you know, like you only the secret club would know to look for Okay. It. The secret CBC no. club. Yeah. Secret CBC club. Okay. So I chose for a topic and this is an interesting conversation to have with you because of how you are not 
a participant. So the the uh, the, <laughs> the topic I picked is social media, and that's a can of worms right here. But I am on all the socials as well as Cover Band Central is on all the socials. Indeed, you are. You have elected to not be on all the socials, and correct. So, if you don't mind sharing with uh, sharing that publicly, what your reasoning for that is, then we can uh, kick off our conversation that way. Sure, Steve. I'll give you some insight into my lack of social. Oh, Facebook is showing up that way because if you're watching in the group, you need to click the link that lets Streamyard show your name. That's why. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tom. Good information. Yeah. No, really, it started with just a basic lack of time to dedicate to maintaining a Facebook page or a MySpace page, if you want to go back that far, you know, some sort of presence where you're posting and you're on and you're doing things, right? Like I've just been so busy in life. It's just the way my life's always been my entire life where I don't have a lot of downtime to dedicate to that. And the downtime I do have, I try to dedicate to other things. But now as we are progressing and I've always been involved in a situation musically where there was a presence that I was part of that I didn't have to, uh, you know, be the chair chairman for. Like I didn't have to host it. You know, I mean, I didn't have to be the, 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 the like I, I was in a band. It was it had an online presence. You know what I mean? And I had an online presence via that band, or right. like with you through Cover Band Central or through the new band. They have you know presence on all these things, Instagram and Facebook and all these other things. But I'm starting to realize now that. As we've talked about, you know, as I start to develop more content that I, I could share with the world, then I'm becoming more inclined to start to to get involved with social media, but not uh, not on Facebook, you know, but more of them an Instagram or YouTube or, or TikTok or something where I could share videos or, or something, you know, musical or drumming or even inspirational or motivational with quotes. You know, like I started posting some things on on uh, LinkedIn with that. So, you know, okay. that's the only social media presence I, I, I do have right now is only through, like I said, any of my affiliates that I would be associated with. And just because I see the amount of time and it's not really an excuse, but, you know, me, like if I'm going to do something, I want to go all in. So if I was going to have a presence online, I would feel obligated to have to keep it updated and current and fresh. Like, you know what I mean? Otherwise, it's no sense in, to, in, at least in my perspective, of having a social media presence if you're not going to check it, you know, once a month or you only get around to it like, hey, my last post was February and it's July, you know? Right. So that's part of the reason why I never really got into it either is because I knew I couldn't give it the attention that it would need. And rather than just look foolish by, ha you know, being online but having no presence, so to speak, right. it seemed like a waste of time. So if you're going to do it, I think you have to commit to it. And I see how active you are with what you do and how you schedule posts and you have a whole routine and, you know, and it, it's your full-time gig. So it right. consumes a lot of time, right? So same thing. It's just, it's just for time management purposes. It's just by the time the day starts to wind down, I just don't have the time to dedicate to that. And I would sound silly, but you've known me long enough to understand that that's really a truthful statement. Like, yeah, I, yeah. you know, it's just, there's a lot going on that I, I have to dedicate my attention to. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. I mean, if you created a Facebook account, there's no requirement for you to post with any sort of frequency or to keep no, it updated understood. At, at all. I mean, that's, that's your way of, of approaching things. And I, I understand that. And that's, but also if I'm not checking it, Stephen, I'm not engaged in the community of, of being involved in it, then why, why do it? See, that's kind of my reasoning too. You know? right. Dorothy's here from Illinois. Her first time. Thanks, Dorothy, for joining us. And Frida in yeah, Boston. Boston. I miss Boston, man. I love Boston. Boston. I haven't been there in a long time. Yeah, me too. Been a while. Great city. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I do spend a, a very a good deal of my time on social media, mostly Facebook, Instagram, definitely um, YouTube a lot. And TikTok quite a bit now too, and more so now just because of Cover Band Central than anything. I don't really post personal stuff much anymore. It's got to be something, something that I want to remember specifically. Like if I'm playing, I'll say, "Hey, I'm playing tonight at blah blah blah," and that's something I kind of use my Facebook posts as 
sort of an online scrapbook slash journal type of thing. Sure. Because you get the memories every day where you can look at back on that date last year and previous years. Mm -hmm. And that I like seeing, usually. Because I, I don't tend to post anything, much anything negative, really. Um, unless, I, I mean, like negative events or what you would perceive as a negative event, like somebody passing away or, or when I had COVID or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but... Just in general things, like I, I'm only going to post something that's positive because I want to, when I see my memories, I don't want to go back and look at, oh, I was in a shitty mood that day. You know, like, that's not, that's not something I would want to remember. There's no reason for that. Look, Steve, Thanks. four years ago today, you were a complete D-bag. Right. You see my profile now. It says, hey, Steve, it's Ari. Uh, uh, he'll be coming for sunny September 26th. Stop by. Maybe I will, Stephen. Maybe I will. Maybe. Um, that's you might. Um, but along those lines, any other interaction I have on Facebook, I always keep it positive. And that's not true for many people online. And I, I run into this every day, pretty much, with the Cover Band Central group and the page, too. The things that people say to each other or to me are just not things that people would say normally in everyday life. You know, there's there's a different way that there's a different protection people think that, that they have, they feel like they have when they're posting online. And I I mean the reason I chose this topic social media is because I want people to realize that what you're typing online is pretty much there to stay unless you delete it. It's pretty much there forever. And I, people don't think that far ahead, but something you say right now online, 10 years from now, might come back and kick in the ass. Well, think of it from this perspective too, Steve. If you have, I think you need to have a social media presence if you're promoting yourself in any way, right? If you're mm -hmm. in a band, if you're an artist, if you have a business, right? If you're running a, a cover band central, you know, anything that you have an endeavor that you wish to, try to prosper from or you want to get out to the masses, I, I think social media is a net necessary evil, right? And it's definitely something that you have to be engaged in and part of to, you know, to help to, to, to bolster that effort. But to your point about your comments, not only are they there forever, right? But people tend to forget that they may be living behind the shield and they can say whatever they want, right? Because it's not like you're telling it to someone's face. But when you see like, you know, I don't think people fully realize or understand the impact that their words have on other people. And, you know, when you say hateful things, they do have an effect on people and it brings out, it stirs up, you know, some people to, to come right back out and spew more venom and add fuel to the fire and let's go and I'll show you, you know. But it's more, you know, seldom do you see someone try to, to squelch that fire or just say like you know you're entitled to your belief and i respect that opinion but i don't necessarily agree with it but let's move on or talk about something else you know i think social media is a good platform for people to easily get sucked into bad things i think there's a lot of good out there too but i think if people realize that that you know think of the impact social media would have if it was the other way around instead of it being so populated with trolls and people looking for you know, ways to, to spew hate. Imagine if it was flipped the other way around, right? And that was the minority instead of the majority on a lot right. of these groups, you know? Be, it would be so much more powerful. The world would be such a much better place, you know? It certainly would. Um, but yeah, you hit because it on you have the head. global reach. But you said global reach, right? So yeah. you say something, not only is it there forever, but you're reaching the world with your words, you know? So yeah. why wouldn't you use your words to help try to uplift people or make the world a better place instead of trying to make it what you deem it should be from your, you know, cave of hatred, right? It's like, you know, that that needs to be squelched, I think. And then I think social media would be a much more viable means of which to unite the whole world. Great. What's up, Nick in East Tennessee? Um yeah, I mean, you hit it on the head there, too. Um, you don't realize the impact you have on other people. Somebody might be seriously depressed, and then you say something to them that makes them feel even worse about themselves. And, I mean, I've had people say th things to me or about me or about Cover Band Central 
that are seriously negative that stick with me, that I remember. And they don't necessarily affect my my choices, but I remember them. And they it's like... It, and it I think that gets, those people it, get it, off on that fact that they're like, yeah, I you know, insulted you and you're, it's going to stay with you. Yeah. You know, and that's the issue. That's the problem. It's not that people say things recklessly and then they're like, oh, man, I shouldn't have said that because I offended him. And now it's going to, you know, no, I think people are saying it with the intent of exactly that, with, you know, with right. bad intent, malice. Of to, trying to hurt people. Yes. Correct. You know, and that's where I think the problem is with society. You know what I mean? We should yeah, all be same. like Dorothy, who, yeah. who said, I love I just love music and checking out anything that has music or groups that makes her happy, which is. And that's what go. you should do. Right. Um, You're happy. Spread, spread joy, spread happiness to others. Yeah. If someone was to say, hey, Steve, I'm just learning how to play bass. And, you know, I'm so excited. I just bought a brand new bass and I'm going to try to learn this song. And, you know, and, and, you, and you come back and you say to him, like, you know, you're too old. You should have started when you were younger. Pack it <laughs> up. You know what I mean? Like your song's way too hard for you to learn. You should go back and learn something easier. Like that's a whole different that person's going to walk away from that experience with a whole different outlook moving forward and if you said oh excellent like another bass player this is fantastic like you know you know so excited that you're gonna you know undertake this this, this instrument and you're know, the learning and if you need anything from cover band central we're here to help and you know best of, of luck to your endeavors and you're a positive and you know appreciative of that person and and supporting them they walk away from that with a much different experience and a much different outlook of saying like yeah now i'm excited to play bass and i want to go practice instead of walking away saying yeah, maybe he's right. Maybe I sh- I am too old. I should just go back and return to the music store. And maybe that dream never comes to fruition because of something that one person said, that the person that was on the receiving end of it was in a vulnerable position to let it affect them to where it changed their mind. You know? The world needs more bass players, says Stephen. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I tend to think that written <laughs> word... I tend to think that written word has a lot more impact than spoken word because because of the permanence of it and because you can read something over and over again and each time you read it it has that same effect and you just tend to remember it more and and because yeah it stays there forever so it, if you are on social media for professional purposes especially you know with music which is what we do here you have a band you have a project you play gigs your 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 best bet is to always keep it positive. You might disagree with other people. Other people might disagree with you. But don't engage in arguing with somebody. Like you were saying before, you could say, uh, you know, why don't well, you can agree to disagree and let's just move forward from this. Or you could just say nothing. You can say nothing. If somebody says something to you that insults you or disagrees with you, you have an option to respond or to not. You don't have to prove, you know, you don't have to. Dude, I remember seeing, I remember seeing like 20 years ago when YouTube was, you know, and someone had posted video and I I forget who it was, but I never forget that the comments were like, oh, Steve, like awesome video, dude. Like, you know, so great to see you back in plane. And you're like, thanks, man. Appreciate the kind words or whatever. And then somebody I'd be like, you suck, dude. Like, you know, pack it up or something. And, and And the response was just like, Excellent. Thanks for the kind words. You know, like like all the insults were still responded with like, right on, man. Like, yeah, good. Like, I'll take that into consideration. Thanks. You know, like yeah, yeah. good perspective on that. I'll take that into consideration. I value your opinion. You know, thanks. Like, and it was all, it was no like, you know, F you or, you know, I- I'm not going to get in a battle of wits with you because you're clearly unarmed. Like responses like that, you know, that incite more, you know, more responses to elicit that. And like you said, you know, we should inspire others to aspire, right? If everyone was supportive of each other, think of what that could be instead of being insecure. And let me tear down anybody who's I feel is like has some some measure of success. So I think my final comment on the social media will be that the people that are like we always talk about that are spewing those type of things are just insecure people. And you really shouldn't let their opinion matter or even get to you because you know, if one person jumps on with a negative comment, unfortunately a hundred more will. And, you know, it takes some thick skin and some confidence in, you know, in who you are as a person to like either be offended about it or to be amused by it. You know, like, like the older I get, I choose to be amused by people's 
rudeness or their, you know, clever banter or they're trying to be, you know, cute or they're being insulting or they're being passive aggressive. It's like I don't really have any tolerance for it anymore, but I get I get amused by it. So rather than be angered or offended by it, just engage it like it's a game, you know, and try sure. to see you know where you can take it without, you know, get getting sucked into it yourself or without offending someone because you don't want to be offensive. But at the same time, it's interesting that you can lead certain people down certain paths if you're game to, to play with them if you see that they're not going to you know what i mean you you get somebody's number sometimes and you know mm-hmm. that how they're going to respond to the conversation right so you try to steer it in a positive thing but they're always going to try to spin so it's almost like a a witty banter of sorts to say how can you keep the positive raft afloat with all the you know with this guy's piling all these negative rocks and boulders on top of it trying to sink it you right. know how do you keep yeah. deflecting and, and casting it aside to keep it positive, you know? Yeah, you just don't engage, like Steven said. That's what they want. Uh, yeah, Chris, enjoy. enjoy your life. Chris, watching, Chris R. watching on YouTube said, love the show, guys. I always take your insights into account for steering our band in the right direction. So there you go. We're helping awesome. somebody. Yeah. Listen, if you um, help one person, you've done a, a good job because we're here yeah. to help each other. That's what we should yeah. be doing, right? Yeah, I mean, we want... Tony and I want to take it the other way and, and just, just dispel positive information, disseminate positive information and, and have it shared too. But, but this is something that people deal with every day. And somebody mentioned about the political stuff too. Um, in the group, I don't allow any politi- political discussions, uh, although it does come up and I still have to, I have to go in and be the heavy and, and delete things or delete people. Um, but I also have to deal with that negative type of stuff every day, and I don't engage with it at all, ever, as as the group uh, admin. And it happens on the page, too. Um, and if if people take it too far, then I boot them. But I just don't, I don't take any of it personally, because it's not about me. It's about them. It's about that. Even if they did know me personally, it's still about them. It's not about me. People are insecure. They project yeah. Yeah, and if you have a dream that you want to do something, you shouldn't let anyone's opinion about it deter you from doing it, right? Because if it's a dream that's in your heart and you have a desire to do it and you have a belief in yourself that you can do it, that's right. all you need to maintain, you know? And you could have yeah. a thousand naysayers. You know, it it's not it's like what strikes the the oyster, right? That does not damage the pearl. Right. Thanks, Chris. You said your video on 90s songs for 90s cover bands was solid. We do a lot of the ones you mentioned. Thanks, Chris. Nice. Put a lot of work into that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of There's 90s a lot of videos. Too. Yeah. There's a lot of videos on the YouTube channel. For those of you who don't know about that, the link is in the description. It's just Cover Band Central on YouTube. But make sure you subscribe like Chris did. That's how he knew that we were going live, I'm going to guess. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. Um, Good stuff. I'm very, I'm highly active on social media. It's, it's everybody is when, when smartphones came about, you know, 10, 12 years ago now. Um, and we were able to access videos and, and everything else on our phones. Um, you know, people spend an awful lot of time on social media. So it's, it's going to be our legacy. Things will be different again in 30 years or 40 years or 50 years. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe a lot sooner than that. So, yeah, so this this time now is going to be our legacy and and what you're saying, what you're typing, words you're typing, info you're putting up, pictures, whatever. It's there to stay, you know. Yeah. And what do you want to leave behind? Right. As your legacy. Yes. Thanks, Chris. Right. And, And think about that before you say something, before you type something, before you respond to something, before you take something personally. Think about all that. Does this is this really going to matter? In in is it going to matter next week? Is it going to matter next month? Next year? In ten years? I, I think part of the humor in it too is that if you're really steeped in your beliefs, Steve, and you're telling me what they are, and I'm trying to convince you of my beliefs, and they're radically different than yours, I just think like I don't understand how people don't realize what a waste of time that is. Like I'm not going to change your mind, no matter yeah. what I tell you. Right. So are we going to spend the next hour, you know, battling back and forth that, that you're going to try to convince me to think like you do and I'm going to try to convince you to think like I do when it's not going to happen, right? 
just accept that and say, like you said, I don't agree with the way you're thinking. It's di- radically different from my thought process. But again, you know, we could just, you know, choose. To, I respect your your belief and you're entitled to your own opinion. That's it. Right. I'm not going to try to convince you of mine, you know. Right. Because, but, you, because your definition of the truth might be different from my definition of the truth or my interpretation of the truth. Right. There's only one truth to whatever the matter might be. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's always two, three sides. Right. Side A, side B, and then the truth. Because the perspective of what the truth is is a matter of your own opinion. So mm-hmm. you're entitled to yours and I'm entitled to mine. You know? Right. However, that does bode well for activity in the group, people disagreeing with each other and trying to make the other person uh, change their mind. And with, But it's with harmless topics like cargo shorts and backing tracks and sure, but you can do, but it's like cargo shorts or sandals right like you can yeah. say like dude i'm wearing these shorts because it's hot out and i don't care i don't care what i look like i'm wearing them so that means there's really not much i can do to persuade you from not wearing them even if I tell no you but then somebody know. will say well it looks unprofessional you shouldn't do that because it's you look correct like a, right yeah it's like a, you know look like whatever and then the guy would say i get it but i don't care i'm wearing i'm wearing cargo shorts so some people person you're not going to have a, a, a productive conversation with because their mind's already made up, right? You I know? see it every day. That yeah, and I, iPads, um, uh, iPads on stage, and yeah. then people because people go so far as to find pictures of other bands. Say, see, look, they're wearing shorts, and uh, see, look, they're wearing they're reading lyrics on stage. Great. So if you want to do that. Have at it. If you don't, then don't, right? Like, you know, I know, you do your thing and they'll do theirs and I'll do mine and you'll do yours. And it's like, live and let live, man. Come on. It's great for the group, though. It, it keeps. I'm sure uh, it is. But the cover band central police, it's like, you know, the secure cover band central security uh, you know, team here as far as policing everything. No shorts, no iPads, right. none of this. Right. No sandals, no backing tracks. Right. No sandals, no backing tracks. All kinds of rules going on here. None of no this, none jars. of that. No tip jars. No, no we, we no play right. the clicks. We don't have a tip jar here for on the page, but you can give stars now yeah. to the Cover Band Central page. You can purchase a pack of stars and give them. That's the way you can give back a little bit here to Cover Band Central. I, I was watching some videos. A lot of people, you know, I mean, that happens a lot in the group, but. A lot of people post great content, and I know we've looked at some of it uh, here um, during the show. But I was watching some of the videos last night um, of recent posts, and man, oh man, oh man, there's some talented people out there, young people too. Yeah. Uh, there was one band in Wildwood, and they played Red House, which is a you know blues, Jimi Hendrix, um, Stevie Ray Vaughan has done it. I, I don't know if it was even before that, but Young guys, early 20s, I would say. And man, oh man, oh man, they were good. They yeah. were just two guitar- The singer played guitar, and there was another guitar player, bass player, drummer. And holy moly, they were... They, I was like blown away by these guys. And I, I don't remember what the name was, but it's in the Cover Band Central group. They posted it uh, yesterday or the day before. And uh, the drummer was like playing like Keith Moon. And I've never nice. seen anybody play like Keith Moon before uh, in a cover band, you know, where it's just like, it's not a two, two, four beat. It's just. Yeah. And, and, but just, it fit so well. And they were all really, really top notch players. You know, it's so funny you say, because I remember watching some late night TV one night and flipping on a channel. This is a while ago too. And it was like, some music show and it was like in between acts and there was like it was these five Asian teenagers in Cub Scout uniforms <laughs> okay. and when it came on it was almost like what is this like a variety show or something and same thing dude they started playing this blazing fusion progressive jazz metal where like my jaw dropped in awe I was like oh my god these guys are you know unbelievable I mean they were like Monsters. Then you put two and two together. It's like, okay, well, obviously they're on like Channel Seven. It's two o'clock in the morning on some you know random you know show. But they were super talented. And like I said, not one kid looked like he was more than like fourteen years old. Wow, 
you know, and they were slamming. And they had Cub Scout uniform. That was their that was their look. They were like a Cub Scout pack. They all had the, like the uniforms on with the numbers on, you know, troop number on the shoulder, and like the merit badges and everything. And then the, the little like you know kerchief things with the bandana on the back with like the Weeblos or the Bobcat on it or whatever. Right. Yeah. Oh, dude, funny stuff. And then like I said, all after stopped as soon as they started playing because it was like holy cow, wasn't expecting that. That's great. So they had their little gimmick. That they yeah. did, and, and uh, um, that's cool. There's a lot of videos in the group. I'm trying to find this because now that I talked about it, I have to show you. I'm yeah, and I mean, another audience. thing while you're looking for that, think of a band name that is going to get people to remember what it is, right? That's a good thing. Because like you said, like, dude, I saw this band. They were fam- they're awesome, but I don't remember the name. Okay. These guys are called Fat Mez, uh, M-E-Z-Z. And I'm going to share the screen and just, yeah, I'm going to share the screen and show you a little bit of it because, uh, see if you agree with me on how good these guys are. There we go. I'm just going to play a little bit of it. I'm going to sure. skip ahead though. Uh, let's make sure we can see it. I'm just going to skip ahead to the end. I like waiters and waitresses walking by in front of the camera. I know. I'm going to while the dude it up. Yeah, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit more because where they show the the crowd and they're they're kind of tearing it up here. So hang on. Let me see. Then you ran in the water there? Yeah. Hey, Trevor, man. It's like an afternoon, afternoon gig on the Jersey Shore, and yeah. and wow, those guys are really killing it. Fat Mez, definitely killing it. Fat Mez. I got to check out more of their stuff. I hadn't seen. Uh... Dorothy said, "Wow." Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, you said that drummer. He's he's got he's like playing, a. He's, play, he's playing open. He's playing. You know, he doesn't play crossed over. Right. Like he wouldn't play high at this. But he was playing it open. He had a ride on the left and a hat on the left. But he had a, a, a sheet over his drums, like a, a, a fitted sheet that you would put on your bed. I didn't see that. You didn't see it? No, I didn't see a fitted sheet on his yeah. drum set. Yeah, dude, look. <laughs> Put the sheet on a drum set, man. You muffling the sound? Wait, look. Here, I'll share it with you again. I don't have to play it. I'll just share it. I just need to see the picture of what you're talking about. Yeah. 
Yeah. I may have to try. I may have to steal that. Yeah, what's what's that all about? Although I need like a California double king. Look, look oh at yeah, this. there he goes. He's got, <laughs> he's got the old Ringo trick going. Is that what like that goat. is? Yeah, he's, what he's doing is he's making it so that his drums are not blowing everybody out of the venue because he's in the corner. It's all glass around him. Although it is open air, though, so I don't know why he'd want to muffle him like that. But I don't know. Maybe he's got maybe they're very, very ringy and he's just using that as a way to, to mute everything and muffle it. So it's not so ambient, you know. Right. He's got a nice big kick drum, though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all <laughs> ghost cheat. That's cool. All top-notch players. Uh, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, sounded Fa- great. Facebook users said they are one of the hottest cover bands in the Philadelphia, South Jersey area. Cool. Uh, I don't know who you are, Facebook user. I uh, wonder if they're all, are they all blues? The satin sheets. I don't know. I have to look more into them, but maybe I'll do satin a feature. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe I'll do a feature on them uh, once I learn a, a little bit more about them. Yeah, fat mez. But, uh, yeah, Liz said... That was a heavy blues outfit. They're ob- they've obviously been playing for a long time, but they look young. They look like early twenties. The singer didn't look that young. He well, because like he had a little mustache thing going, but I don't know. They're younger yeah. than me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> They're definitely okay, yeah. under thirty. Put it that way. Yeah, a lot of people are young now. To me, getting to be an old man. Yeah, I see guess. that. Yeah. So that's why we're here to share <laughs> wisdom, Steve, to all those young whippersnappers. Right. But that's what you want to use social media for, kids. Sharing your talents out there, your videos, and being all being positive. I know, Steve. I just said that. See, he, everyone's younger than you. Yeah, of course. Um, you want to be positive. You want to share things that are going to, you're going to be proud of to look back on and get into arguments with people, saying negative things about other people or even yourself is uh, it's not, it's not the thing that you want to remember when you're going forward. And you always have a choice. You can choose to engage, or you can choose to not engage, or right. you can choose to diffuse, or you can choose to fight and kill them with kindness. Right. Fight the good fight, like Triumph said. That's right. Rick Emmett with his flying V. That's well, a great band, Triumph. They were. Another three-piece from Canada, overshadowed by Rush, eh, the other, yeah. other three-piece from Canada. Speaking of Rush, too... Since that's one of our favorite bands, both of us. If you all haven't seen it out there, I don't know if you've seen it, but there was a, uh, I think, 25th anniversary party thing for South Park um, in uh, Red Rocks in Colorado, which is an outdoor venue, famous outdoor venue. I've never been there. I would love to go. Um, And uh, Trey, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Uh, were there, and I, I think it was Matt Stone who was playing drums, and they surprised him. There was a little animation with Getty Lee and Alex, Alex Lifeson, South Park style, and then they and Primus was there on stage, playing a yep. lot, obviously because Primus does the theme for South Park. Mm-hmm. Les Claypool on bass and vocals, and uh, and then Getty Lee and Alex Lifeson showed up, and they played, and Matt Stone was was surprised and he was uh it was primus's drummer i don't know his name was tim, on stage Tim alexander tim herb tim alexander okay and so they played they double drummed it yeah they double drummed it they played closer to the heart right yeah. it was closer to the heart um with two drummers and two bass players who were getty lee and les claypool <laughs> yeah first time that getty and alex have played together since neil passed right um, very cool to watch if you're a Rush fan. Seek it out on YouTube if you haven't seen it. Um, Getty, obviously, the vocals were rough. You know, I mean, that's high. You know, the, those... That Yeah, that's Getty. Yes, young Getty. You know, getting getting way up there, you know? Yeah. And I'd say for probably 10 years, it's been hard for him to, 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 to sing that. Yeah, at least 10 years. You know? um, but he gave it the old college try. Well, and, and he, not only that, as soon as you hear his voice, you unmistakably know it's him. Yeah. And the whole audience just erupted, you know, in, yeah. in, in applause, regardless if it was a little rough or not. It was still Getty, right? Yeah. So it's like good to see him. Yeah. You got to give him credit that he doesn't like, he doesn't tune it down 
or he no, doesn't. No, he try, tries his best to do it. And, he doesn't you know, use backing tracks. He just tries his best. <laughs> and he has no iPod. He wasn't wearing any cargo shorts. So, you know, he's got a lot of things going for him. <laughs> and his voice is cracking, yeah. and he's got to know it's cracking. But, you know. It is what it is, man. He's Getty Lee, right? I mean, you know it's not going to sound like it did, you know, 20 years ago. And right. people are just glad to see him up there actually playing, right? Because people miss Rush, and they miss miss those guys, and you're never going to see him again, you know? So it's right. like a rare opportunity to get to see them, you know? Yeah, so that's pretty cool. I saw it right. At, I I mean, it was soon after it happened. Somebody I posted something, and I saw the YouTube video. I was like, "This was last yeah. week," and I was like, "Ooh, this is cool." And uh, yeah, so it's it's. I'm sure it's rough for those guys to even get back on stage playing rush songs. Those two. Alex oh yeah, Daddy. without a doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's more part of their healing process, but it's not the same. You know, as playing it with Neil. Right. But for something like that, for that kind of celebration, especially that's if you're what I mean. Sa- it's big legacy, you know. Yeah, if you're a fan, fan of South Park, which I am, um, and they've, you know, talked about, <laughs> they always joke about Canada on South Park, yeah. um, and uh, I, I'm sure they've alluded to Rush many times too. Um, but uh, that was pretty cool to watch. So check that out if you can find it. Yeah, oh, you cool. can find it. You can find it definitely. It's been all over the socials. So like uh, Liz said, and we can wrap up that conversation with what Liz says. She says, I think it's helpful to, to discuss stuff with people if you can do it respectfully. Right. And that is the way to go, man. Be respectful to other people, uh, people you don't know. You can make a difference. This is the World Wide Web. We are, we are broadcasting right now live to across the, the world. There's people in the Philippines watching now. Um, I've never been to the Philippines. I've never met anybody in the Philippines, but I can have an impact on somebody in the Philippines here by something I say. And indeed, that's and that's the way we want. You know, we want good things in this world for ourselves, for each other. And this is a great way to do it. And I know, you know, like you said it before about trying to change people's minds. I don't know how much of a difference it'll make for me saying that. Um, I don't know if somebody's going to all of a sudden rethink the way they write on social media, but maybe. Maybe they will. It's worth a shot. Well, you can't change the world per se, like, you know, one small step at a time, but you can change yourself instantly, you know? And by changing yourself and the way that you act in this world, maybe you can elicit change elsewhere. Yeah. Either by example or by, you know, like you said, prompting someone else to maybe think differently or elicit a different response based on your response yes. to something that they may have said. Yes. So, always something to think about, right? Yeah, everything has the butterfly effect too. So anything more that, power, Steve, than you even realize that you have. Yes, we all do. Everything we all do. Everything you say and do has that butterfly effect where it affects everything else. So think about it before you post things, and uh, try to leave a good legacy for yourself. Yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah, um, a good way to leave, leave a good legacy for yourself is to join the website coverbandcentral.com. Uh, create a profile for you, your band, or both. It is free. Lots of goodies on the site, too. And uh, we're all about positivity and celebration of music on the site. So check it out if you have not yet. Um, uh, the YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe. The link is in the description. That's where all our videos are. Uh, uh, you can give stars now. Yeah. It's a way to give a... A digital gift to cover Band Central during our live stream. So if you have given stars during this hour and I, we haven't seen it, thank you very much. And um, spread the word that you can do that. And I think that's all I spread, got. Spread stars. Spread stars. You can always reach me, Steve, at CoverBandCentral.com for questions, comments, or anything else that you want to say. And you can reach Tony that way, too, through there. Just let me know that you're wanting to talk to Tony. Okay. Yeah. That'll do it. Thank you very much for joining. Nice Thank you very much people. for watch. Thank you very much for watching, and we will see you next week.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.